This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Okay, so last week we talked about clothing donation bins and, and the very weird and disturbing stories that we've been hearing about lately of people who are attempting to steal clothes out of those clothing donation bins. They're getting stuck in the mechanism uh, at the opening. And in some cases, they're dying. In fact, I think there have been seven such deaths just in the last few years. There was one in Calgary here a couple of years ago. Uh, so th- that's got a lot of people talking about whether we need to do more to prevent that from happening or to prevent clothes from sitting in these bins for a long time. But there's a kind of an underlying issue there that well, what's happening with those clothes? Why do we have these bins all over the place? I mean, we didn't used to. And a lot of the charities that, that have these bins, well, they don't sell clothes. They don't have their own secondhand thrift stores. I mean, Goodwill does, Salvation Army does. I mean, there are some charities that do run these stores and do sell used clothing and other used items. But a lot of these charities that run these bins don't. But obviously, they're collecting these donations in order to raise money. But how's that all working? What are, what's happening to these clothes? You'd be surprised. It's actually a, a fairly big industry. And a lot of it doesn't even get sold or even given away in Canada. It's going abroad. I wanted to explore this uh, in a little more detail. Uh, Kate Bain is Managing Director of Charity Intelligence, charityintelligence.ca, uh, which uh, monitors the activities, the operations of charities in Canada. Kate, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rob. I mean, is, is clothing donation uh, and, and reselling used clothing, I mean, is it a big industry? Yes. Um, and I think this is something that has changed so significantly since the 1980s that many of us who donate our clothes are not aware of. In the 1980s, we used to donate clothes, and they would be used in Canada primarily to help people in need, people who needed winter coats and clothing. Today, it is a full-profit commercial export market, and the last valuations we're seeing is at a 43 billion dollar market wow. so you have uh, it's it's a big market what you have is all these clothing bins collect our donated clothing and about they estimate 70 to 90 percent of the clothes in those bins are sold they are sold to for-profit corporations like value village and they are exported overseas the most important thing to remember for for all of us is when they use the word recycle our clothing for the like clothes cannot be recycled it's just technically not feasible our clothes like our cotton shirts or whatever are made up primarily of blended fabrics and we do not have the technology to pick those different pieces apart cotton and wool break down 
So any time you see the word recycle your clothing, that is a complete gross misrepresentation because clothes are not recycled. They can be resold, and they are by some good charities, and they are used to help people in need. But 70 to 90% of the clothes we put in clothing bins are exported abroad. And there, in these export markets, we are very concerned about the harm they do. Okay, well, let's unpack some of this. Now, there are some charities, and I guess maybe Goodwill or Salvation Army comes to mind, uh, that run their own thrift shops that, that sell sell used clothing themselves. So uh, it, is it a big difference then if we're talking about people who go to, to charities like that, take used clothing directly to these thrift stores versus some of these other charities who, who have these donation bins set up throughout different communities? It's very difficult to understand this market, Rob. Um, we've spoken with a few of the charities collecting donated clothing, and they're not very forthcoming with the facts. Um, they have websites, and they say that they recycle clothes, which we know is a misrepresentation of the word recycling. And they do not tell us how much of the clothes they receive, how many of how, like how many tons are exported, and which countries are they exporting clothes to. So there just isn't a lot of transparency and accountability in this sector. Um, what what clothing, uh, what, what charities do receive, and the whole sort of charity angle in this billion-dollar industry is very small. Um, the for-profit corporations will buy donated clothes from the charities, and they will pay them uh, a, a fee. Um, this fee can be, you know, 40 to $80 a ton. And that money is then used by the charity for its, for its works. Or the for-profit corporations have licensing agreements to use the charity's name and its brand on its bins because when people think that they're giving their donated clothes to a charity, then they give more. So there's a licensing agreement, and then there's also the direct purchasing of the needed clothes from the charities. So two different angles here, and we can't figure out how many tons are exported abroad into which countries. Right. And, uh, but to be clear, though, I mean, there are charities that are involved in, in the resale of clothing. Goodwill, Salvation Army, two examples that they have stores that sell used clothing. Other charities like... Diabetes Canada, the Cerebral Palsy Association, the Kidney Foundation. Uh, these are some of the charities that have donation bins. But th those charities aren't reselling used clothing themselves, are they? So we, 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 so we just don't know the facts. So this is why I'm going to sort of like walk carefully into this. Sure. When you donate your clothes to the Salvation Army, different outlets will sell the clothes. I mean, the question is, we're giving our clothes away to the Salvation Army. Let's say as an example, Salvation Army is an example. We're giving our clothes to help people in need. So do the homeless people, do the people who are in poverty, do new immigrants and refugees to this country, do they get access to those clothes for free? We've given them for free. Right. And we would hope that these charities would use their clients who need clothing and provide our freely donated clothes to these people. So that's, that's one aspect, and that's the old-fashioned 1980s model. Mm -hmm. And then we also have charities running thrift shops, which can be cool and trendy and great places to go shopping when you need sort of, you know, outfits or whatever. Yeah. And there the cash is used. But what happens with the clothes in the thrift shops that, that aren't sold? 
and all those clothes then sold into the rag trade industry and all those clothes then exported abroad. That is where there is very little information forthcoming. Right, because even these charities that have their own thrift stores, they, they've got to move this inventory. And if the inventory doesn't get moved, they're getting more coming in. It's all got to go somewhere. And we don't know what's happening to our clothes at the end of the day. Yes. All right. Uh, now, as for these other charities that run or, or that have these donation bins but aren't necessarily directly reselling the clothing themselves, now... I understand Value Village has an arrangement with many of these charities. Value Village in Canada has licensing agreements with 160 charities. And the licensing agreement, so it gets to use the charity's name and it gets to use the charity's brand. And we donate our clothes thinking the best of intentions and those clothes then go to Value Village. And Value Village is one of the largest exporters of second-hand clothes in the world. So these charities... Where, where, and, yeah. and then it is selling those clothes for a profit, and it is dumping second-hand clothes into East African markets, whether it be Kenya or Rwanda. And that's where you're seeing Canadian donated clothes flooding those markets, destroying their local textile industries. For the people who are like the poorest of the poor who are buying these bales of clothes from Canada, um, they are trapped in poverty by the whole way the industry is rigged. There's a fascinating book written by Andrew Brooks, and it's, it's about looking in depth at this clothing market and what actually happens to the clothes we put into the supermarket bins. For example, he tracked his shirt. He sort of did what we always wanted to do. like put, He put a GPS tracker on his shirt, and he put it in, and he follows it through where it goes from the supermarket parking lot, how it moves through the rag trade, and where it ended up in Zambia. And he followed it down and met the woman who bought the shirt and examined how how this whole rag trade industry is trapping her in poverty and dependency. So here we are in... This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Canada, we think we're doing good. and We think we're doing our clothes. And I think it's time that we all took a very hard, sober thought and asked for more information to ensure that what we're doing isn't causing incredible harm. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and look, I understand that, you know, charities like the Diabetes Association, Big Brothers and Sisters, the Kidney Foundation, uh, you know, they need funds and they're doing important work. So how were how they... Um how do they use this? Is essentially Value Village paying these charities uh, for for these clothes? Yes. And that's how and, these charities and, and, are raising and, and money. I think, yes. And, and whenever you look at charities and whenever you look at giving, I mean, we, we, we take it from an economics point of view. You always must factor in and weigh the opportunity cost, right? So I'm looking here in, so on our website, we have reports on uh, Diabetes Canada, one of the largest charities in Canada, and it received 11.7 million uh, through its licensing agreement with Value Village in 2016, and that accounts for 25% of its total revenues. So then the, the, the question is, 
that $11.7 million, how many tons of clothes was that involved with? And what happened to those tons of clothes? Because we don't want Canadian clothes in Canadian landfills. We we are concerned about our environment, Mm -hmm. but apparently what's happening is it's out of sight, out of mind. It's being shipped abroad. Textiles are not recyclable. Less than 1% of textiles are recycled here in Canada, used for like insulation or rags. Less than 1% is recycled. So our secondhand clothes um, are exported and they end up in landfills in other countries where dumping fees are much cheaper and there is less regulation and it causes, I mean, horrendous environmental damage. So you have to weigh the $11.7 million that Diabetes Canada receives in revenues from licensing agreements with Value Village offset against the environmental harm and the oppression of people who are most poor in East African countries. So all the used clothing that, that's gathered up by Value Village through all of these agreements, do we have any idea of what percentage of that actually ends up in Value Village stores? No, and I would, I would strongly recommend people wiki and have a look at Value Village and uh, look at it. I mean, in, in the States, it's facing multiple lawsuits because of the misrepresentation that it's, that it's you know, um, that it's helping charities. And in, in cases in some of the states where they um, have asked for better disclosure about this, the, the, the judgments found that it was totally misrepresenting um, its, its charitable works. So does this need, in your view, then some, some regulation, some oversight? Is it simply about making Canadians aware of, of what's going on here? How, how does this need to be addressed, do you think? I think we, as as, as as consumers, I think we definitely need to second, you know, always second guess, like, how much do we really need to be buying things? There is massive overconsumption, and we need to understand what is actually happening with our donated clothes. And we've been looking at this industry for over a year now, and I don't have clear answers on it. And there's very little transparency, and charities are not forthcoming with the information about how many tons are exported by who to which countries. Um, and there's just, you know, so many unanswered questions. We don't want clothes in Canadian landfill, but our clothes are invariably ending up in landfills around the world. So they are being shipped abroad on, you know, massive ships and dumped into developing economies where they invariably end up in landfill again. So it's sort of like, let's just move it out of our backyard and make it somebody else's problem. And I think we do need to have a very hard look at that. All right. Well, much more at charityintelligence.ca. Kay, thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. You're welcome, Rob. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.